everyone, and welcome to the Phantom Zone, your one-stop shop for all things nerdy. If you like what you hear today, you can listen to our other episodes on a whole range of nerdy topics now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. My name is Chris Buick, and I am finally, after what seems like forever, joined today by all my friends and fellow nerds, Simone, Toby, and Ian. How are we all? Yeah, good. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm so scared! It's been a while since all four of us were on an episode together. It has actually. It has, yeah. yeah. I can't it's remember the last reunion. time, but it's been a long time. How are the we? Are we all good? Together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Doing all right. Have we yeah. recovered from our four films that we've watched, or, you know, three if you're in? <laughs> I've only watched three of these films. I don't think I'll ever recover from it, to be honest. Don't I mean, say, oh, don't I spoil. I recovered from Christmas, so. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, Christ. Well, well, it's going to be interesting, that's for sure. Yeah. Do we want? Do you, do you want me to do the? Let's get ready the rumble. Well, I'll cue you in. Give me a sec. I'll cue you. In. <laughs> right. So, for those of you who aren't aware, we are here at the end of our October celebrations. Happy Halloween, everyone! By the way, when you're if you're Ooh. listening to this on the day it's released, um, we are here to finally debate the greatest horror movie for Halloween. Ian. Uh... Let's get ready to rumble! That was pretty good. Pretty oh. good. <laughs> um, I moved the mic away. <laughs> I think I still I lost t- you a little bit. Yeah, yeah I don't know. <laughs> it's fine. Um, so obviously we did our Christmas debate last year, which was a lot of fun, even though we, Simone wiped the floor with all three of us, let's be honest. Yeah. No, 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 so, no. <laughs> I disagree. I disagree wholeheartedly. Bad blood. <laughs> Because no, we got uh... bad blood. <laughs> I mean, Toby put up somewhat of a fight, but I feel like Ian and I just kind of like, oh, well. Oh, yeah. mate, I crashed and burned. I <laughs> yeah. will put my hands up and say, like, I think you three were far better than I was. I really thought Jingle All The Way was a good choice. And the three of you were like, what were you doing? What were <laughs> you <laughs> doing, Ian? Jesus. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. Oh. And spoilers, he's done it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been reading my notes? Um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> well, well, there's grudge matches to score, I guess. It's like one of them pre-fights. We're all just doing the shit talk now. Yeah. <laughs> you got I nothing, like Chris. That. You got nothing. I, always, I got nothing. I was like that in fights when they weigh each other and then they slag each other off. I was like, one of you's going to lose. One of you's going to lose. Real dick. I, I always <laughs> find it funny, though, that. after they beat the crap out of each other, they're always like, what a great guy. What a great guy. I'm like, literally, less than 24 hours ago, you were saying that how much you hate him and his family. I'm like, what? Could be just the internal bleeding, brain damage. Yeah. This, this, this guy's my best friend. Yeah. Love this guy. Love this guy. <laughs> oh, good time. Wow. Right. So we have, we've all picked a film that we think should best represent our choice for our best horror movie for Halloween. Um what I will do is I have now randomly rolled the dice while you guys were talking and picked the order. Oh. Um, so the you will present your film, obviously what the film is, why you think it's the best film for horror or Halloween, and open the floor to any questions or critiques. Sound good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Yes. I'm glad you agree, Ian, because you're first. Hey! Um, hey! So, Ian, <laughs> the floor is yours. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so my film of choice for the best horror film 
to watch on Halloween or for Halloween or whatever we're calling this, whatever the judging criteria is, um, is The Wicker Man from 1973. Um, so I think it stands out as one of the most iconic and important horror films of all time, uh, making it one of the best horror films to watch on Halloween. It tops the poll on the 50 greatest British horror films, according to readers of Horrified magazine. So they, that, they must know something because they're pretty horrified all the time. <laughs> uh, the Guardian has pitched it as the number four on its 25 greatest horror films of all time, which... Uh, None of the other three are in. Uh, And is number 10 on the Empire's list of greatest horror films of all time. Uh, It's also been described uh, by some dude who I found online. Um, I think he's a a critic, I hope, anyway, called Um, David. You've done your research. (laughs) Well, his name's David Bartholomew, which I'm like, I I think it's a critic because it was on a a website talking about um, uh, the, 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 the film, but... If he's not, he's just some guy. Uh, he called it the <laughs> Citizen Kane of horror films. So David thinks it's pretty good as well. So there you go. David's David. a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, so, David. Fuck you, David. Um, well, no, he might be a nice guy. Let's not say that. Nah, nah. I'm out for blood today. <laughs> um, so in brief summary, for those who haven't watched it, Edward Woodward played Sergeant Howie, a uh, uptight a Christian police officer who travels to the Summer Isles in remote Scotland, in bonnie Scotland, up in the north. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. Oh, hi, it is. Uh, where he's the island. In the wee isles. In the wee isles. Um, where he's there to investigate the reports of a local disappeared girl. Once there, he finds his Christian beliefs are confronted by a community that is dabbling in all manners of dubious pagan practices, including sun worship, fertility, rituals, and Brick Eklund dancing naked, which wasn't her. It was a body double because she refused to show her butt on the in the film. So, you know, fair play to her. Maybe she was a bit self-conscious, but that, that's what happened. Uh, and begins to suspect the islands of knowing more about what happened to the missing girl than they're letting on. As the May Day celebration snake down to the beaches after uh, the, his investigation, he finds that the missing girl is still alive and well after all. However, Howie has been duped along with us. Lord Summer Isle has patiently explained that Howie has his fate uh, has his fate predetermined from the onset of him arriving on the island, and he has an appointment to keep with the Wicker Man. Howie is forcibly hoisted into the giant Wicker Colossus along with a number of animals where he is burned alive. The Wicker Man deals with themes of faith, cults, and the reversal of horror tropes. The story derives much of its power from its thrilling reversal of the commonplace horror trope that sees young women victimized. Rather, it offers a male in peril. Story made all the more terrifying because the man in question is an upstanding authority figure, a man utterly convinced of the righteousness of his convictions. It perils the faith that our main. It parallels, sorry, the main uh, the faith of our main character has in Christianity to that of the islanders and their pagan rituals. Starting the film in a Catholic Christian service where our character eats and drinks the body of Christ, the film closes on a pagan ritual where the sacrifice of his human form will bring life back to the island. The film continues throughout to show the faith of a man, uh, the main character, challenged and tested by the people of the island and his pursuit of missing. Uh, the missing young girl and their pursuit of him it executes this by creating a constant sense of unease from the start which continues into the sense of dread till the end uh, uh, crescendo of horror 
The film also features impressive production design, despite the relatively modest budget, which I think is important for a horror film. I think a lot of great horror films are of a of a smaller budget. There are some film sequences that live long into the imagination because of the sheer scale of the production, which is evident with the uh, crafting of the Wicker Man itself. The camera angles are also, and cinematography play into that sense of unease and horror. The Wicker Man is influential not just on subsequent horror cinema, but on the thriller genre as well. Uh, it's a artificial, uh, artful composed series of traps for the unwitting protagonist and also us as the viewer get a full sense of security as he makes his way through the town uh the wicker man uh, displays the true face of horror that it's man's uh, own actions to each other it's not a supernatural being it's not a specifically a pumpkin boy from trick or treat it's not an alien in the walls but rather the maliciousness and uh malcontent that humans can have with each other and the length of that they are willing to commit uh, drawing on tales of druid sacrifices and rituals, I believe that this is the, one of the best horror films to watch at Halloween because it draws upon the true roots of the holiday, while also one of the greatest horror films of all time. Uh, Halloween has its roots in pagan rituals, but also the clashes between Christian faith, who observe the holiday as the eve of All Saints' Day, and observing the past of uh, the passing of martyrs of the faith. The Wicker Man has this on full display, with Howie becoming a martyr of the Christian faith at the end, which is a detention of Halloween. Um, yeah, I believe it's one of the greatest films of all time, and I think its shocking end plays into your memory. As uh, as you uh, leave and you have to imagine that poor man burning alive. And that's my conclusion. <laughs> very well. Well done. I must say that was very eloquently put, very well put forward. I, I kind of got it. a bit nervous halfway through. Just went, I I'm going to just read like, this. You held, you held it together. You held it together. <laughs> I was like, why? Oh, God, oh, the scrutiny is real. They're going to tear this apart. This is We're terrible. Judging you. <laughs> As you um, rightly should. As you um, rightly should. It's interesting you say tear this apart. This argument, I think, is is a, it was a good argument. I'm, 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 <laughs> but whole, I'm going to tear it apart. And I agree with your, um, I guess the the idea of you know the the roots of Halloween and paganism and its contrast with other faiths, etc. And this, I think, let's be honest, is out of the four films we've picked, this is probably the the outlier in terms of what you would call a classic horror film. This isn't uh, in that kind of vein. It, it The way it... Because I rewatched this last night. Obviously, I hadn't seen it in a long time. And I think it's a very, very good, well-put-together film. Very unsettling. Mm. Almost felt like a, some kind of weird fever dream at some points, which I forgot about. I forgot how actually weird and crazy this film is with all its... Very creepy. And yeah, it's very unsettling, yeah. very creepy. And I do like the way it takes you through the town and it just builds through what i would say is it's not scary ultimately. agreed well i i actually i i will counter i will retort to you in your uh your uh point of that it's the least uh classic horror film uh to say that i actually think aliens probably the least out of the three sorry How to spoil what's you. Oh, you bitch. Oh. Um, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> just because Shots you know, yeah. <laughs> over the bow over the bow <laughs> just because that's obviously you know plays between two genres of sci-fi and and horror and whereas i think all of the other all of the others which i don't want to spoil everybody's choices but you know everybody's films you know toby and and, and yourself chris are horror films and so is and is uh the wicker man and is widely considered probably 
one of Britain's most classic horror films. So I don't I don't agree with that. I think also the fear and the horror actually comes from the end. I think the end is the crescendo of fear and horror at the end where all of the people over the ridge are staring at him with the the masks of animals. When I watched that for the first time, I was like genuinely very unsettled and scared about what was going to happen because yeah. I didn't know what the end was going to be. And that when they're all staring down on him, it is actually really scary. That's the bit that scares me the most. I, I meant um, I, I meant more in the sense that it's I don't disagree as a horror film. I don't. I more if you well, good. if you put, <laughs> if, you put, if you put all four of our films next to each other, I think and I don't want to speak for the other two, but there are more classic horror tropes, horror but elements, that's, horror, that's, which I and that, I'm I'm agreeing with you, Ian. Well, I, I, I I'm in fact I I think maybe in my nervousness. Um, after talking about Brick Heckland, I uh, I skipped ahead, I but <laughs> I uh, I was a bit like, oh, I maybe shouldn't have brought that up. But she 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 was put in the film. I think that is actually one of the main criticisms I have with the film, even though I like it a lot, is that she was picked as co- sort of like a it actress at the time to help sales, and you know, fair play for her, but. She couldn't do a Scottish accent, so they had to dub her voice. There's a few, which is actually there's a few that can't in this film. I've well, <laughs> at least they try. At least, at least they're trying. You Edward know, not Woodward all of tends to go very receding uh, Shakespeare at some points. So. I love, I love when he's like, "Jesus Christ, Jesus oh Christ, Jesus, man. oh Jesus, it's a wicker man." Oh, oh no! Just as a side note, there's a there's a there was a sketch show years ago called Tune the Fat, which was basically a Scottish version of Little Britain, uh, which was on years ago. And they do uh, Siders in Space, which is basically a Scottish version of Star Trek where they're all Scottish. You should absolutely watch it. They all have that accent and it's oh, hilarious. And some that- of my favourite comedians are Scottish, like Limmy. I love oh, Limmy Lemmy's so great. much. Limmy's really so, good. That's the only reason I have like a semi- okay scotch accent because i've listened to limmy so much that's, yeah, he's... that's a ton of feathers <laughs> that's right yeah. a ton of steel that, <laughs> that bit at the end when he said oh jesus christ oh, <laughs> jesus christ i'm burning oh no of course you can feel the emotion you can feel the emotion the losing can. accent but you could feel the feel emotion, emotion. <laughs> but i, I think morrison <laughs> I, I think... your R's anymore, man. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's no, you I think your point that it's not scary in the conventional terms of like something stabbing people repeatedly or blood spurting out of a sink or you know, a creature climbing out of walls and things busting out of chests. Like, yeah, it may not conventionally be like that, but that's why I think this film is like it's such a high level of like storytelling through horror because it makes you feel really yeah. unsettled and you know something's not right you're watching the whole time like oh god there is something really fucking weird about this town people are really strange and like by the end when you have that crescendo of horror you're like oh my god like this is horrendous by the end but i think it does that by having that false sense of security building up it's kind of like i was saying to sim after we watched it like you clearly can see how this has influenced a lot of like modern films i think most obviously it's like midsummer i think yes you know it's comparison as well yeah yeah, and it's considered midsummer is considered a swedish uh wicker man it's the modern day equivalent of i guess yeah and i think but what i think wicker man does better than midsummer which i still like midsummer but what i think it did better was that i think midsummer almost like has these quite brutal scenes quite often and i i like the film but i prefer the subtlety and the building 
in The Wicker Man. I like horror Would films. You say that it devalues the violence when it's more perpetuated, opposed to sort of having one shocking event like the burning of the guy in the, the Actually, pyre. You know what? I or... couldn't say it better. Thank you, Toby. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm going to add that a little bit because ultimately I would still say that this sucks. No! Compared to the argument. Because my, my, my biggest question is here. You lulled is, me in. <laughs> are, are we asking, is this objectively a good horror movie? Or are we asking, is this a good horror movie for Halloween? So, uh, yes. My my point would be, if you were having, say, Frangine, or you wanted to sit down with people and say, let's put a Halloween film on, is Wicker Man going to be yes. one of the ones? Yeah. For you, perhaps, but I'm talking about the general. <laughs> I'm, well, what I'm saying is, like, if we if we brought, if I if I brought people around and I went, we're going to have a horror watch-a-thon, right? We're going to watch some horror films on Halloween. You sure as bloody know the Wicker Man's going to be in there. Because it, it's the... That's why you don't have best... people around for Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you're, you're not sending right out yet. that list of you're films early. Right. <laughs> no one's RSVP in that. <laughs> I've got friends. Leave me, leave me alone. Um, <laughs> no, um, good for because I, <laughs> good thing that Chris has got a good sense of humor. <laughs> I've heard much butchery. worse Scottish accents. I get them all the day. I get them every day. I, I think my Scottish accent. It's not. It's not bad. Um, How it's, dare you? It's better than some people in Wicker Man. <laughs> yeah, it's better than some of the people in the Wicker Man. I will give you that. But I Read think it's books. Be- I'll be back in a wee minute. Yeah. <laughs> that is actually a terrible. Read your books. Um, no, I, I think because it's one of the top British horror films of all time, and I think you know British cinema is something that's released lots of great films um, and can be lost in the the sea of like quite high production American horror films that came out, especially seventies and eighties. You know, this is this is nineteen seventy three, and I think it for a long time got forgotten about because that era became more slashers and you know they that grew into a different genre of horror and then when things became a bit more nuanced again this film came as out as a cult classic and i think i would put it in my horror watches if i brought people around and i think it would be a good time we could if we're talking about a good time we're we're already laughing at the accents so you can have a good time enjoying the weird accents laughing being like what the fuck's going on and then a byproduct opposed to a deliberate effort on the filmmaker's part there Bang! Well, we I I well maybe the accents, yeah. But I think there is this weird sort of jovial. Hammer up a little bit. You're doing too much of a good job. Hammer up a little. Apart from Christopher Lee, who's clearly like I don't. Amazing. He's doing fantastic. (laughs) I I don't do accents. Yes, I will not do that. Yeah, but it lulls you in, and it has these sort of jovial moments in it that are quite funny. And like my dad, who actually went to see this film when it came out in 1973, when it was the B movie for a film called Don't Look Now, um, said that when he watched it for the first time, he couldn't tell throughout whether it was a comedy or if it was trying to get this weird sense of unease in you. And he was watching it, going, "Well, that was quite funny," but then the next scene was quite creepy. I did find myself laughing. (laughs) Well, and that's but then by the end, there is no laughter. You realize that this whole act that the town had put on, these weird, jovial, funny moments, bang, suddenly there's this real sense of fear and 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 horror at what's happening. So I think it is a good film for Halloween because of, you know, the tradition. And also the fact that, you know, there is this sort of like, oh, this is funny. What's going on here? And then bang, you're horrified, you are scared, you are disturbed by the ending. Simone, what do you think? I I agree with um what you and Winner. <laughs> what 
you and Toby have said, like, oh. that was my my thought. Like, it's not overtly very scary. I think that horror, in terms of the genre, has sort of moved on a little bit. Um, and we do have, you know, you can have some more subtle elements in films. Um, but yeah, this it's not the most scary film. I'd say it's it is unsettling, but it isn't that scary like i slept perfectly fine last night (laughs) (laughs) but but was the question is this the scariest film of all time like that's a different question if we're saying oh it's the scariest film that's ever been made i probably wouldn't have picked it i would have probably picked the shining that film fucking terrifies me yeah well i wouldn't have picked the shining if i was doing that (laughs) the ultimate halloween yeah which i wouldn't again if, if if i invited people round. I wouldn't be like, let's put on The Shining because that's fucking terrifying. Here's my counter to this. Would you watch this? If you were to say, look, we're going to have an evening of horror movies at any time of the year, or we're going to specifically watch horror movies for Halloween, you could watch The Wicker Man at any point and it Mm -hmm. feels fine. But necessarily, if you're going to pick Halloween themed horror movies, Mm -hmm. that might not be the best to embody the technical question. Well, I, I take on board that. And that's why I think, you know, I actually think it's a very fair point, Toby. And I think uh, there's only there's only two films in the list that do do that, which I think is your your your, your own. You're and, goddamn right. <laughs> and mine, because I think mine shows the traditional tension between the Christian faith and All Saints Day and All Saints, All Hallows Eve, and also the pagan rituals where Halloween really comes from it's a it's, it's a history it's a history <laughs> if you're trying to get Halloween. 50 50 points by uh, giving me a one-up i'm uh, I'm, I'm there for it a bit of collusion yeah. <laughs> collusion i like collusion <laughs> I, I i would say that depends what your interpretation what halloween is all about if you're talking about well, yeah the, I, that wasn't the, the question relig- though, yeah. the, the religions and the faith whereas from my concept of halloween is very different and what halloween means in terms of what's important and what makes it fun and what makes it halloween isn't necessarily rooted but, in faith you know when when we sit kids down and and we do <laughs> and we do all about the pagans yeah <laughs> listen kids we're gonna learn about the pagans. when we when we sit kids down <laughs> we, we and we do a history class right you don't just do the fun okay you do the the actual facts of things you know and i think having the wicker man in a Halloween film watch-a-thon, or, or one of the top Halloween films to watch, it it shows you where that tension traditionally comes from, of Halloween. And you can finish the film and turn to the children and say, you're scarred for life now. You're just <laughs> far too early. And now do as is... I say or I'll burn you alive. Yeah. <laughs> and clean your room. No, you can say this is, this is a... You know, what's better than having a few drinks with your friends and a history lesson a- along the way? Wow. Okay. I don't have many people around. <laughs> <laughs> and now, kids, we have to pick one for the harvest sacrifice. <laughs> Where's Ruin? Summer is Rowan. coming in. Uh, Ruin. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, any, no. any other questions for Ian before? We I will just also say is that this will forever be tainted by the reboot or the remake How? by Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I, I so refuse any... to say that's a take. <laughs> I think that's a fantastic addition, and I almost picked it. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I would have given you a point just on being that bold. So, 
Simone thought I would have won the whole thing if I had picked that one, but yeah, frankly, it would have been the uh, the Wicker Man sweeps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I. I. If we're doing a Nick Cage off, I might pick that one. I'm not gonna lie. That's the next debate. That's the next debate. Well, I rest my case. I rest my case. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. The case is rested up and Good. down. All right. Thanks, Ian. Very well put. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for your uh, contributions. Okay. Well, next up is actually myself. So watch me um, fuck this up. Um, (laughs) Just don't mention Britt Eckland again. That threw me. (laughs) As far as I'm aware, she's not in this one. Um, Good, good, good. So my choice, which is probably a bit more conventional in terms of horror and scares and, you know, Halloween type vibes is it chapter one from 2017 obviously big shout out to it the miniseries with tim curry which was also really iconic and um great but obviously we're here to talk about film so i've gone with it chapter one um for those who don't know it is the story of a evil presence in the town of Derry in maine um which manifests itself every 27 years and basically seeps into the town um causing all kinds of uh horrors and grisly murders and horrible events that happen throughout this time for a period every 27 years and these horrors are manifested by a iconic character which many will know of by name if if even if they haven't seen it uh, is pennywise the clown uh like i say brilliantly portrayed by the aforementioned Tim Curry in the miniseries and here in chapter one by a brilliant Bill Skarsgård who does a fantastic job um, and the story basically of it is the that of what they call the Losers Club, a group of kids who figure out what's happening in the town and confront Pennywise despite all his, his ability to manifest their fears into real life and they manage and it, the the story which is based on Stephen King's book flits between that time when they're kids and later on when they're older 27 years later when they revisit Derry again um and then without obviously going into what happens in the book it's this real great good versus evil story that has for me been and I've, it comes from Stephen King, who's the master of horror himself, whose books I've read and reread many times. And no one has been able to make me, scare me or paint such vivid pictures in my head as that man when it comes to reading things off the page. Uh, and out of all these classics that I've read, um, although Salem's Lot comes a very close second, it was actually, it is actually a book that actually genuinely scared me. I'm fairly okay with disassociating, disassociating myself from you know it's a book it's a film it's a game in real life but this one really got me um but i'm not here to talk about the book obviously which is just as well because there's that bit at the end of the book which is Ooh. a bit awkward which we don't talk about um but one of my um problems with Stephen king adaptations generally throughout the years is that they're very hit and miss um you mentioned the shining before ian i think the shining is a great film it's a terrible adaptation. It? it's a terrible adaptation um, but it's a good film. But it chapter one for me is easily one of the best adaptations, not just of Stephen King, but I think of a book to screen in general. And what makes it good is a number of things. First of all, uh, and I think it's genuinely, genuinely scary, so much so that 
one of us is just flat flat out refuses to watch it um it's scary in all the classic ways you know jump scares creepy music you know the lighting the shadows all those kind of tropes we we know from films but i also think it's very clever in the subtleties it has as well and how it builds its tension and its horror you know the section where um ben's in the library and the eggs and he's following the eggs but you've also got the the bit with the sink which builds tension um it's really unsettling as well at times and i think there are things to be afraid of in the film that aren't just the supernatural but also in the real world and how that as I said, that supernatural terror kind of seeps into everything and the idea that this evil can bleed into the real world in a very real and insidious way. I also think that by changing what this film does really well is because the book sort of goes back and forward between them as kids and them as adults, this focuses them purely on as kids. And I think that's a really good um, thing they've done in this film because it gives that feeling of innocence of youth that youth that could be lost for this group who are trying to come to terms with this and battle this thing and there's this idea of an evil that lives off fear and of being really scared in a way that you can only be when you're young and i think both i think the story just the film just really captures that essence of what's important in the book and for me halloween while it may be mean different things for other people or be a bit different things for me is all about scares and putting yourself in that uncomfortable space when watching scary films and being with a group of people and i think it delivers that in spades it's a great film to watch with a group and i have actually hosted this as a film night for groups before and it always does great i think pennywise is such an iconic character so genuinely terrifying i can understand why ian won't watch it because of course clowns are inherently scary anyway but pennywise is you know the top one Bill Skarsgård is fantastic in it and really captures that kind of Pennywise feel that you get from the book. And I think, of course, while it doesn't have everything from the books in it, this film, um, it gets a lot of the good and important stuff in. It's as faithful to the book as it should be and needs to be. It's got a great cast of young actors. It's visually great. And even though I recommend watching chapters one and two together, Chapter one for me holds up on its own as a really fantastic Halloween scary film to just watch and get everything that I think embodies Halloween in terms of films. Well, well done, Chris. Well done. Thank you. Um, we all know the second scariest clown is Zippo, the clown who runs the circus in London. <laughs> <that guy. laughs> Zippo. He's a real messed up dude. He's I will say just to uh, caveat me not watching it, it is, uh, I, I'm sure it, because I've read the book, uh, it, so it's not necessarily the actions that happen in the film. It is literally just my irrational fear of clowns. I don't need to. I, I wouldn't say that's an irrational that. fear. Clowns are inherently scary, and I don't understand why anyone wants to be one or why they. Why exist. does. And I question, I genuinely, <laughs> sorry, this is a sidebar. I genuinely do question the psychology of people who are like, I really want to be a clown. I'm like, what? What is wrong with you? I really don't like them. Let's not get into that though. But I do not like clowns. I don't think clowns are that scary. They're not. You're but, wrong. Um... But Pennywise. <laughs> this clown is. is. <laughs> but Pennywise is very, very unsettling, and mm. it's like the sinisterness behind the innocence. 
that is but terrifying. And what's yeah. your criticism of the film, Simone? Because you're adding to. I know. I, do you know what? I'm not going to lie. I'm really struggling because I actually. I, Don't say that. I, Don't I'm admit. sorry. I have to be honest. I thoroughly like Excellent. Chris. I, I thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed watching. I'm glad. I'm genuinely um, glad. It. And yeah, I'm sad Ian won't watch it because I think. I understand the terror, but it is a genuinely good film. And I'm not just saying that to big myself up in my argument, but I think you're missing out on a really good film. Sorry, Simone. No, no, no. I I, I said this to Ian when I finished, didn't I, Ian? Didn't I? (laughs) You did. All right. I didn't I. I wasn't going to deny it. No, you turned and went, well, that was shit. Um, No, no, I didn't. And I was like, that is like outside of like Halloween horror. That is just a good film. Like it, it mm. scared the pants off me. Like I was terrified. T- Toby, please bring something to criticize <laughs> this. Like Jesus Christ, it's a masterclass in horror and all no. things terrifying. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's end I mean, this now. <laughs> objectively, I think it's a great film. I'm not going to argue that. But my point still stands. Whilst it's based on clowns, are clowns necessarily what you think of when you think of Halloween? Do you know what I? I agree. Like as I said when I started talking. It's an irrational fear of clowns. I have an irrational fear of clowns. It's not. But you have that irrational fear all exactly. year round. It's not exactly. just Halloween. It's not just Halloween. I totally agree with you. I'm cycling along. I see a Zippo sign. I fall off my bike. It's terrible. <laughs> like it, it's all year round. It's all year round. Stop cycling so no, that way. Go a different route. <laughs> <laughs> Look where you're going, Jesus. Um, no, I agree with you, Toby. That's such a good point. I think my fear of clowns is an irrational fear. And also, it's not a like Halloween related thing. It's just, you know, just it's there, you know. So I, I, I agree. I don't think it's necessarily I, a Halloween. I, I, I would, I would agree with that point that clowns aren't necessarily <laughs> a Halloween, you know, staple, right? But mm-hmm. I would argue that there are more people unsettled and scared by clowns than people who actually go, "Yay, clowns!" You know. So I think. And I think the point of Pennywise being the clown is to kind of is he's an embodiment from of childlike innocence to a point because children like that kind of thing. And that's the whole point of Pennywise is he presents himself. And obviously the story back with the background of Pennywise kind of tied to the circus and everything makes sense. And I think there is something inherently unsettling about clowns. And what that's what helps drive what makes this film scary and enjoyable and and all those kind of things you want from a Halloween film that kind of help. Is it helped by the fact that it's a clown? I mean, I haven't watched it, so wow. <laughs> I, 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 I have watched, I did watch the original with Tim Curry. Like, yeah. and I was hoping beep, you were going to pick Richie. Well, yeah, I was hoping you were picking that one so I wouldn't have to watch another film. I was like, oh, well, great. That's not, I know it's that. not a film, so. Yeah, well, you know, watch it in one go. So it's and a very long technically... film. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> watch it in one go and then, like, that's bought. It's, it's a James really Cameron film. film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I I mean, I get I get what it's it's doing, you know. It's, um, it is trying to show those like elements apart because he's he doesn't just remain a clown either does he or he doesn't in the book and i imagine he he doesn't he he can shift but his main form to be fair is a clown he can manifest himself in other ways obviously in chapter two the lumberjack and all that kind of stuff and Mm. spiders and etc but he is and and his embodiment is of pennywise is always typically Do do the weird like where he comes from in this film uh not in this one 
Uh, Chapter two. I was gonna. That was what I was gonna be like. Well, that's that was the bit of the book that I was like, oh, I don't really I don't, get. The, that. The, I, I yeah. Think, I yeah. Think Damn, much, it's it, not in this film. Damn it. It never happened. Don't so, think about it. It yeah. never existed. There are, yeah. parts, there are parts in the book that are very, either glossed over or just completely omitted from the film. Which thank is, which is a good God. choice. <laughs> thank God. Because that if ending. You don't know what we're is... talking about. Google it. <laughs> and we're not going to talk about it. We're nope. not going to talk about no. it either because no, no, it's messed no, no. up. It's messed no. up. Yeah. Um, but but the, to forget the weird child stuff that happens in it, the, the, <laughs> the, there is the weird sort of like he's like an interdimensional being, right? And like there is, a, yeah, there is a space being it, yeah. that's like the opposite to him. It's and... very, it's very torn down in the story here in chapter two. Like, this is so weird that the, it's really weird, which is why I think chapter one's better than chapter two. Chapter two, um, I think Toby, you and I were talking about this briefly as well. Was chapter two goes a bit more, um, fant- fantasy kind of it has moments mm, of that where it has it kind those of has kind of to, elements because that yeah. is the story whereas i think chapter one is pure straight up okay. like supernatural horror kind of deal whereas yeah two, well, the second one takes more of a science fiction turn yeah well, it does it? which and it's mm. still it's still a great film but it is it has those moments that kind of take away from you know what is so great about chapter one for me okay okay please can somebody else come up with a good argument against this because i ha- i clearly haven't seen it so. <laughs> well i mean my argument is going to be the same for all three um yourself chris and simone where's the halloween where's the joy and where's the spirit of halloween in any of these films i and i'm gonna back you up toby i think the of all four of our films your film is literally like dripping with Halloween esque stuff, right? Checkmate. And I, <laughs> however, let's stop now. Let's however, stop now. However, I go back to my argument of Ian's for Looking Man was Halloween. It, it's interpretive. It's subjective. It's a history. It's, no, it's, it's all about <laughs> you. Knob. It's all about the pagans. <laughs> um, I Halloween for me is about the scares. It's about the, having that that time where you make yourself unsettled and you watch these kind of movies to get into that kind of vibe um for me anyway so that would be my counterpoint to that very well it's a weak <laughs> veiled uh excuse but uh, i'll take it anyway <laughs> god you're coming for blood today <laughs> no, I, have to, I have to i'm channeling my inner simone because I, I was about to, to say, come. I think, I know what's I think to come. we all came into the Christmas one like, oh, this is all very nice. And Simone just came out there, stabbing and cutting. Toby's coming for that this time. Although, to be fair, I feel like I'm really like opening up uh, a, yeah. <laughs> a chest of horrors here because it's all Pandora's box because they're all going to come for me now. Yeah. <laughs> and I am nowhere near as prepared. Right. <laughs> well, interestingly enough, if no one has any other questions for me, no, 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 no. Toby, you are next. So. <laughs> oh my God! Who'd have saw that coming? Right. Well, oh Trick God. or Treat is uh, a 2007 Michael Doherty's Trick or Treat is just like Halloween. Is a fun, short but sweet celebration of horror. It's an anthology movie following five interwoven chilling tales over the course of one Halloween night. It is a little something for every horror lover, from creature feature to slasher supernatural to symbolism and iconography the five stories over the course of the movie you start with an opening you've got the couple coming home from the end of the night over the course of halloween they're taking down their direct uh, decorations and there's an 
invisible assailant that takes umbrage to this, that's throwing away with tradition, and uh, the couple are murdered. The second story, we follow the course of a principal. It starts with the following the hijinks of an, an, the antics of a serial killer principal that has killed several kids over the course of the evening and is, uh, that have dared to approach his doorstep. There's one in particular child who uh, I believe is called Charlie, who's smashing pumpkins, not the band, is smashing <laughs> pumpkins on his way to the doorstep. And then as he reaches the principal's house, he steals a whole bunch of candy. Um, the principal takes umbrage to this. And uh, in my opinion, one of the highlight kills of the film uh, poisons the child via chocolate and uh, in quite a gruesome and uh, vomit-induced scene, he's just pouring all this bile and chocolate out of him and blood, I think, is all mixed in. Um, and like, over the course of that... When does it start? <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps going. Clearly, there's a nice pipe there. Um, so he kills this child. And uh, as I said, the antics over the course of this, he's trying to dispose of the body whilst also seemingly trying to hide his uh, his wrongdoings from his neighbor and uh, would-be son. But uh, over the course of the, the particular story, you find that the son indeed is involved in this. And they're looking to carve the young Charlie's head into a jack-o'-lantern. Uh, the second or the third story, sorry, is uh, a Halloween school bus massacre. So after hearing an old town urban tale uh, of a bus of mentally ill children, very nice there, are drowned by the driver of the bus to save the parents from the hardship of having to deal with these kids, a group of teenagers tempt fate and unknowingly awaken a group of restless spirits or zombies. Um, a little bit of uh, karmic justice there as these children are trying to use this story to scare a little girl who's accompanied them. Um, and as a twist of fate... This girl gets the better of this group and leaves her to the, leaves them to the zombies' fate. The following story is a surprise party. So this follows uh, Anna Paquin's Laurie, who's a 20-year-old virgin looking to pick up a date to take to a party with her friends on this Halloween evening. Whilst the other girls pick up dates and head to the party in the woods very easily, Laurie chooses to stay behind and enjoy the town festival that's going on. Um, later on the way to meet her friends, she's attacked by a hooded man that's dressed as a vampire. At this point, the story takes a big turn, and the man is revealed to be the principal from earlier, dressed as a vampire, and Laurie has in fact lured him away from the festival to bring, her to the, uh, bring him to the rest of the group, who are in fact werewolves. And this whole event has been to lure men to this party so that the women can turn into werewolves and kill them in quite gruesome fashions. The subsequent story from there, which brings us sort of close to the end, is Sam. This is uh, following Krieg, a grumpy old man played by Brian Cox, who's uh, a nice little random actor in this sort of relatively cult classic movie. Um, he's an irritable old man that doesn't seem to partake in any sort of Halloween traditions and tries to avoid the whole thing altogether. Any kids going to his house, he tries to scare away. So over the course of this evening, he starts to feel that there's things that are around the house trying to get in. And it turns out that there's a, a creepy pumpkin head creature called Sam that uh, is sort of taking on the embodiment of the representation of Halloween and uh, is uh, attacking this old man. Over the course of this misadventure, uh, you reveal that Krieg is in fact the, uh, the bus driver from earlier in the show or earlier in the movie 
and he was the one that drowned these children. Um, lovely fellow. And the <laughs> ultimate conclusion to the movie is that whilst ultimately he believes that he's gotten away from the pumpkin monster earlier, uh, the zombies that had been reawakened during the uh, the Halloween bus massacre short story have found their way to his doorstep and he is murdered in quite a cruel fashion. Um, that then brings us back fully to the opening where as the story and the, the scene pans away, you get back to the couple from the very beginning who are murdered by the unseen assailant, who turns out to be Sam. So I feel Trick or Treat perfectly embodies the very nature of what Halloween represents to the modern age, whilst also sprinkling in classical traditions specific to the holiday itself, from lighting jack-o'-lanterns to ward off evil and giving away oh, can't speak, giving away sweets to trick-or-treaters for the festival of Samhain. Questions and answers, please. Oh, okay. Backstory. Very good, very good, Toby. Woo! Yeah, no, no, woo! Woo! well done. Yeah, woo, woo, woo. there's so many stories in uh, such a short movie. There are, there are. Because yeah. well, when you when I looked at it, it said ninety minutes and five interwoven stories. I, I, I'll be honest. Red flags came up. I was like, mm, that cut, that seems like a lot to do in ninety minutes. But I actually thought they were quite well interwoven. I'm going to let other people speak, but. Um, Simone, what did you think? I'd love if you went, I'm not going to let anyone else speak. Uh, (laughs) That's the official line. (laughs) (laughs) Kiss closed, Toby wins. Nice. Yeah, I mean, the film is, um, it's it's an enjoyable Halloween romp. My question being, though, I didn't enjoy, I'm I'm holding you personally responsible for this, Toby. That's fine. I have have my name on the credits uh, as uh, Um, Witless fan. I I didn't really enjoy the... uh, werewolf soft porn mm. bit of the film um <laughs> it felt very inappropriate and i was i was a little disgusted i'm not going to lie there's a lot of sexual was, in this it's film. early 2000s you know <laughs> we're, we're in a different era <laughs> it's very in keeping with a certain demographic of halloween enthusiasts you know it's over sexualization it's partying it's drinks it's drugs it's alcohol and then there's candies and kids uh, and all have, that sort have of you seen, have you? Did you ever watch True Blood? Yes. Anyway, it, yes. it basically looked like cutscenes from that where... It was, it <laughs> Pretty started, much, yeah. You know, I just started shagging all the time. <laughs> Simone, was, Simone was more shocked uh, by this than she was Brick Eklund, I'll tell you that. Was, <laughs> I am a guest. <laughs> there, there was a fair amount of nudity in Wicked Man as well. So. Yeah, <laughs> but it was... It was tasteful. But it was for pagan. The history, <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> it was pagan. And I guess it depends on which alien movie as well, because there's, uh, there's surefire some nudity in some of those, right? In some of those aliens. I mean, the <laughs> alien itself is pretty nude. <laughs> I know, with all its weird wires and pumps and... Yeah, I don't yeah. need to see that. <laughs> um, I think... I think I'd, I, oof, I'm not sure I enjoyed this as much as I would have hoped what i did like and it's something you you put front and center of your your argument is that it was these interwoven stories that i i thought for a short film i thought that was ambitious did i feel like it did it well in all of them not so much i think the werewolf one was a bit like out of nowhere uh i was a bit like what the hell (laughs) i thought they were going to be witches at first i was like oh witches this makes sense and then they just Rip their skin off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'd agree that the the werewolf one is arguably the sort of the, the weaker of the yeah. the stories. However, saying that it also has more of the tropes of Halloween. You know, more of the iconography and symbolism. You know, you've got um, 
lambs dressed for the slaughter, as in you think very much that, oh, these girls, they're just going to get massacred. And particularly with uh, Anna Paquin, she's dressed as Little Red Riding Hood. And then it sort of turns it all on its head by her, in fact, actually being the big bad wolf. Mm, I like what they did there. I like yeah, that yeah. symbolism. Plus there's also the shedding of their, what we appear to be their costumes, which is also their skin as well to reveal the animal underneath. So what is Sam though? The little pumpkin man? What is that? Well, I guess he could potentially be sort of the embodiment of Sam Hain, you know, maybe that's, the... That's what it's meant to be, I think. Who's yeah. Sam Hain? Sorry. Sam Hain is the Irish or pagan name for Halloween from Irish tradition where it originated from. Should have known that with Sunday. my film. Damn it. Yeah. I've shown myself up. The history. <laughs> Your pagan the research history. Uh, flittle short. Yeah, yeah. Okay, no, fair enough. Actually, that that uh, that uh that's a good answer to that. Um, and, and I guess sort of the, throughout the film, he's present, whether you see him or not, in most of the scenes. Um, you know, from the werewolf one, he's sitting there at the very end of the party or the massacre, the Halloween bus massacre. He walks past the little girl dressed as the witch as she's getting away from the zombies. The principal, he's there sort of in the background as you see him uh, attacking Krieg, which overlaps the scene later on in the film uh, in the film where um, Krieg, the old bus driver, is being attacked by Sam directly. Um, and then obviously the, the, the creature that kills the couple at the beginning is Sam as well. He kind of is the, I'd say, moral but he's kind of the supernatural justice for the wrongdoings of Halloween. So those who don't take the celebration of Halloween and the tradition seriously, you know, so taking down the decorations before the end of the evening, smashing the pumpkins, being a general dick, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Do, do you feel, um, not do you feel, um, something Simone and I both were confused by was the timeline in this film. Okay. Specifically the principal was the one that we were, because we see the the him kill the kids. Yeah. And then Krieg walks out at the end after being beaten up by Sam. Yeah. And people are driving away. The the um the the werewolf's driving away. The the f- couples come back to get killed and then the principal's son sat outside. Um which there was also no blood or the vomit that we had just seen from the, well, the person they killed. The kid was wearing his dad's shirt, which was covered in blood. Right. So that all, has Also, happened. I would have imagined... The and then the dad went, went out to, to Sorry, kill more people. Yeah, no, that's what I was going to ask. And the, the dad went, <clears> I'm going to go out to kill more people. Yeah, so the way I would see it is yeah. either the principal or the Halloween bus massacre happened uh-huh. first. So those scenes happened first. That then takes us to the festival which mm-hmm. you see the couple and then Anna Paquin and her party um, getting the costumes and then luring um, the principal dressed as the vampire away. The events of the, uh, the, the werewolf attack sort of then happens. Um, and then that sort of brings us back to the beginning where you see the couple get killed. Because I think after the like, because the principal scene and the Krieg scene sort of must happen sort of almost simultaneously. Because mm-hmm. uh, you see the overlap of Krieg sort of asking for help from the principal when he's burying the bodies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I I think it does sort of tie up quite nicely because then the very end of the movie actually turns out to be the very beginning where the zombies have made their way there, and you see the couple yeah. come home before they get yeah, killed yeah. by Sam. Uh, things I did also, I will say, 
uh, something I did like, and I said it when the film started, brownie points, was that it had a comic book script at the beginning of the film. Yeah. And I was like, that is... I did turn to you, Simone, didn't I? And I said, that is brownie points right there for Mm -hmm. picking a film that has a comic book script. I think something... I'll open the the floor to to Chris and Simone, uh, but something I will say is like, with The Wicker Man, we were saying that it didn't scare me too much. I wasn't too scared by uh, Trick or Treat, just because... I think because it hit, it did a lot of stories all at once. I think it had to like go, you know, do its scares and then quickly move to the next story. And maybe if they had dropped the werewolf one, perhaps, even though it is the most Halloweeny, I guess, in its its iconography, as you correctly say, it it may have been able to, you know, get us a bit more scared. I think the best one is probably the school bus. I think that yeah. was genuinely yeah. quite unsettling. But you know, it's a. I do. I think it is a interesting and good choice for a for a Halloween viewing because you could bring people around and be like let's watch this you know that yeah. is the vibe it is the vibe it's i mean it's a it's definitely a bold um premise to sort of take on more of an anthologic mm-hmm. uh, storyline mm-hmm. i mean i've always seen this as kind of a uh, spiritual successor to sort of the the crypt show tales of the crypt mm. you know sort of yeah. anthology-esque it's very sort of camp it's very pulpy um whilst yes mm. i can agree there's not necessarily full-on sort of horrors and scares it's very much more in keeping of the traditions of halloween the sort of thrills and more of sort of the enjoyment factor that you can take away from halloween and horror to a degree because there's plenty of sort of quote-unquote horror movies that you're not necessarily scared of but you have a lot of time and a lot of enjoyment with Mm-hmm. And whilst you can have Fair sort point. of more objective horror movies, such as The Wicker Man or even Alien and It Chapter 2, they're not objectively the best ones you'd watch on Halloween. Because Halloween, other than the festival side of things, the more monistic take is it's more about parties and celebrating mm. and sort of having more of an entertainment time, which I feel like this kind of encapsulate that that commercialism sides of Halloween far more aptly. You, you say you didn't prepare, but that was p- pretty bloody good argument. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm better on the fly than prepared, my friend. <laughs> Tales of the Crypt is a great shout, actually. Toby's been practicing like since last Christmas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's been sharpening in a candy cane, ready to... Yeah, I mean, just... to be fair, can I ever do better than the Bible? The Bible? <laughs> that, should, that should have been your argument, early. Ian. For yeah, the Bible. <laughs> the Bible? Uh, uh, so any other thoughts on trick or treat um just in terms of as a film i feel yes it's halloweeny um but i do think one of the the biggest criticisms i have for it is that because of the amount of stories there you didn't have enough time to sort of like bond with the characters or care for the characters so the the sort of like when they are being attacked when things are going wrong you're sort of just like, eh, well, you know, I it it didn't, I wasn't invested. I would say. Should I be worried, Simone? You're like, yeah, person dying. Okay. Yes, it was hard yes. to get invested in the characters. I feel. I I I could see that, but I would also say the same could be said to a degree with the characters in Alien, other than Sigourney Weaver's uh, Ellen Ripley. Most of the other characters are quite throwaway. Oh, I will address that. Oh. We'll get to that. Oh, you've no. been working somewhere, Toby. Why did you do that? Then touche. Touche. <laughs> Don't poke. Don't Guns poke. are dawn. 
<laughs> I challenge you to a duel. <laughs> <laughs> You've been virtually glove slapped across the yeah. internet. I don't think we're here, Chris. I yeah, think no, this is geez. a grudge match. <laughs> grudge match for the ages. <laughs> Forget the Nolan off. It's just whatever these two want to argue about. <laughs> Let's go. Well, I really want to get into that because it sounds like it's going to be epic, but I was just, so my final point, so I guess on Trick or Treat is, I I did enjoy it. I think the twists were good to to enjoy. I worry it wouldn't wouldn't have the same effect next time around the film because you already know kind of what's coming, like the werewolf twist and all those kind of things kind of were good. Um, But like I say- Same thing we said about the Wicker Man? Well, yeah, I, I, I think the Wicker Man is rewatchable every time. Well, nah. you, you you get lulled in every single time. Whereas I think know? something like it or even Alien has that you know as a recurring like. Kobe, don't turn on me. They, it, the it, two of them are ganging up. Don't. Turn I was going to say me, just. I'm just going to wait for him to say his point. Then I was like, well, you would say that, wouldn't you? I would. Yeah, that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but I I, did, I actually I did enjoy it. Um, I was a bit annoyed that they revealed Sam's. You know, took the mask off Sam because I feel like. That kind of it was scarier, it. just as sort of the yeah, it's like the yeah, I think so it's, too. It's like, I think Toby and I were talking about um, you know, Jeepers Creepers is a great yeah. film mm-hmm. up until film. you see the monster, and then you're like, eh. that's that's yeah. always the way, isn't it? Yeah, the, the, yeah. the not knowing is fear is in the unknown. Yeah. Well, yeah. One of the major criticisms, obviously, of not of Alien, but of Alien Revenant, the most recent one is that the most recent one is that they just had the Covenant. Alien in Covenant. Covenant. Thank you, for Revenant. <laughs> <laughs> the alien. That's yeah. potentially the next did we, one. Did we miss one? <laughs> if they say Revenant is the next one, Toby. If it is, I'm going to the alien the like fight a bear and then it's yeah. the survival of the alien afterwards. I'm down for that. I'd watch that. Alien um, versus bear. Cocaine it's very bear. quick. Just... <laughs> yeah, the cocaine bear. <laughs> alien versus predator versus cocaine bear. <laughs> The cocaine bear wins every time. Yeah. Um, one of the reasons. Heroin badger. Yeah. <laughs> Dopamine one of, dolphin. One of the um, one of the reasons why Covenant isn't really that scary is they just have alien running around in broad daylight, He's just running around broad daylight, and you're I, just like, well, I can see you. You're over there. <laughs> yeah, you're there. You can't see me. I'm hiding. Like, There's no. a shadow somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> it is always the way the unknown is scary and i do agree with that with um sam i think once the the bag came off i actually me and simone found that scene a bit i guess it, well it is it is it's a really good point toby actually that it is meant to be you know pulpy and it is meant to have that so, stuff. yeah maybe there is an element they wanted to do that with sam's character as yeah. well well they want to entertain because a... i mean the very opening and closing of it like you say it's got sort of the comic book um, esque yes. feeling to it, and Brownie you know the big the big reveals of comic books and things like that is always a little bit more camp and mm. otherworldly than what we'd expect. You know, I think a pumpkin head that kind of very much is in keeping with the themes of the film. Um, whether or not it's as effective of being scary is another thing entirely. Mm. 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 Fair enough. So, so Fair fuck enough. you. <laughs> 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 I was agreeing. <laughs> No, I'm on edge, man. I'm on edge. Okay, I'm on edge. Okay, right. So, last but certainly not least, Simone, the floor is yours. Thank you very much, Chris. My ultimate Halloween horror film is Alien from 1979. 
a science fiction horror film. Its tagline, in space, no one can hear you scream. A quick summary, partly ripped straight from IMDb, is the crew of a commercial spaceship encounter a deadly life form after investigating an unknown transmission in the near distant future. Upon investigating, a crew member is attacked by an octopus-like creature which attaches itself to his face. Once returning to the ship, this creature breeds with the crew member, unleashing a perfect organism onto the ship which kills the crew one by one. This is the best Halloween movie because at its heart, it's a haunted house in space. The spectre isn't just a ghost or a vampire or some other creature of law. It can also be read as a creature of mankind's own making, hubris and greed. My argument here is twofold. First, the literal monster that stalks the humans around the spaceship. It's embedded into the walls and it follows the humans around. We don't completely see it and this adds to the terror. We've spoken about this before on the podcast, how the monster in films loses its grasp over the audience once it's seen in its entirety. The crew attempt to hunt down this alien throughout the ship, but ultimately they become the hunted. The alien's forms takes the shape of many common fears. The facehugger has spider-like fingers and the chestbuster sheds its skin like a snake. Now I want to talk about the fragility of man. When we first see the crew, they look like babies. They're all in white underwear, which reflects the innocence of mankind. Coming to consciousness to understand their place amongst the stars. This leads to my second point. Existential dread of being. These humans, these few humans, they are a microcosm of humanity. Floating through space on a ship they call Mother, attempting to fill their lives with material goods to drown out the harsh reality that they are lonely and isolated, endlessly floating in space. Their first conversation is about money. The lower employees of the ships are de depicted greedily asking for more shares. The, this is the greed of, man, of mankind highlighted again. When Ripley discovers the real reason they are awoken from hypersleep, hypersleep to collect a specimen of the alien and return it to Earth for what we can only imagine is weaponization, Ash, the android, reveals he admires the alien because, in his words, it's a perfect organism. It's a survivor, unclouded by conscious remorse or delusions of morality. This mirrors the cold thoughts of those on Earth seeking to study it with little conscience or remorse for the lives of the expendable crew. Mankind is fragile. Instead of accepting its fate in the food chain of space, we attempt to weaponize those more advanced to us than us to our own demise. This film purports ultimately that ego is the downfall of man. So why is Alien so scary? Well, in 1979, when the movie came out, we had seen about a decade of the beginning of the female liberation movement, where women were seeking not to be defined by their biology and experience the same freedoms as men. This came with a lot of backlash from wider society, not wishing to overturn the apple cart of patriarchy. There is an overt sexuality to the ship's shape. It's called Mother. It's made up of these long vaginal-like corridors and it has ovarium-like sacs underneath it. The alien, conversely, is quite phallic, as is the innards of its ship. The alien oozes liquid that looks like semen and this mirrors the species' reproductive aim to symbolically rape and impregnate humans and use them as wombs, making mankind its bitch. And that's pretty terrifying. Also, this film has one of the most iconic scenes in cinema, the infamous chestbuster scene. I rest.
<laughs> and I wake up to counterpoint. You said that Damn. boobies in my movie were a bad thing. And then this film's got penises and vaginas <laughs> everywhere. But that's a reflection of the the aliens attempt to Well, it was a reflection of their boobies. <laughs> <laughs> there are no boobies. We've got ovaries, we've got you know, phallic imagery. We don't have actual boobs in it. Well, these werewolves did. <laughs> Well, it was too much. It was too much. Sounds <laughs> like a double standard to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's symbolism. It's symbolic. It's reflecting something. It's it's being oh, used as a metaphor for the alien schemes, as opposed to boobs and, you know, for, like, frivolous, you know, frivolous <laughs> needs. There's no need for it. Frivolous boobs. Frivolous boobs. Sorry. There's no such thing as frivolous boobs. <laughs> What a band name that is. <laughs> That's a great name. <laughs> frivolous Boobs. I've, can that, can that be our D&D hunting party's name? <laughs> yes. Frivolous. That's killed me. Sorry, Toby. You going reflection of boobies is one of the funniest <laughs> things. I'm sorry. That absolutely took me off guard. I, why I laughed slightly halfway through is because Simone is very, very prepared for this because Simone yeah, I know. wrote a very very good essay on why alien is a fucking amazing film yeah like in our degree and the bit oh, that when so she's were... been cheating she's pre-prepared <laughs> she's this for Boo. years <laughs> Boo on that essay. thank you plagiarism well of oneself yeah <laughs> we I mean, don't accept it here all jokes um, aside though Really well put points. Yeah. yeah. Plus, I, amazing. I, I, really I was, eloquent reading. I was, I, was, I know. Better than all three of us. <laughs> yeah, I know. You should do Audible. I, I, was thinking, I would listen to that. I was thinking that, well, I think the, as three put together, you know, decent, good arguments, existential dread of being, and then signing off would make them their bitch. <laughs> yeah. Quite the book. I just want to, I just want to say, uh, make uh, humanity their yeah. bitch was, uh, was my line. I'm not going to lie. Just going to say that. I gave that to smile. Well, yeah. I, I was going to use a different line and I was like, that doesn't quite work. So I asked Ian, is that like weird to say? And Ian's like, say, make it, make it their bitch. And I was like, that's better. Yes, you know. So just, thank, just you. thank you, Ian, yeah. for helping yeah. me win. Thank you. <laughs> well, you haven't won yet, though, have you, Simone? <laughs> Open to Because where's yes, the boobies? No, I'm joking. <laughs> Where are the jack-o'-lanterns, Simone? Where are the jack-o'-lanterns? Well, I mean, haunted houses are have become a staple in Halloween. Like, most, if you go to something like, like, I went to Fright Nights the other day, and they had, like, haunted mazes and haunted houses that you could go into. I feel like, the haunted house is such an iconic uh, part of Halloween now. And you can't take that like, away from me. I like how you say the other day. That was over a year ago. I'm fairly certain. You're like, the other day, like it was Everything last week. The other day. <laughs> yeah. When I went to Fright Nights. Yeah. I went last Monday. Did you? <laughs> Uh-oh, this has become a personal thing. Moving on to my question. <laughs> Did you go to Fright Nights on Monday? Last Monday, when I went to Thorpe Park, I went to Fright Oh, Nights. is that what that was? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I just thought you were going on some roller coasters or some shit. I, I didn't know there was, like, a specific <laughs> reason. I like the idea of, I like the idea of Ian at home just talking to Simone and she's not there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just thought you were some roller coasters and shit. Yeah. Just thought it was some roller coasters Fright or some Nights. shit. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, Fright there you go. Finance is fun. Um, yeah. The, the and question I have and about Alien, though, as I've always had about Alien, is it objectively 
a horror movie or is it Agreed. a sci-fi movie with horror trappings it's, that is just scary? Its definition Agreed. is a science fiction horror film. I feel like genres so what can Toby be. Said. I feel like genres can you can have crossovers with genres, and I think this is an example of that. It has science fiction elements. It also has horror elements, and but this film is scary. Like would... having just rewatched it, it is very scary. You're on edge right now. Um, I am would, on edge. I'm a bit scared. Yeah, that's why you've come out swinging. You're like the aliens here. It's coming to get me. Um, wouldn't you feel? I, I I feel that perhaps Alien and and I'm sure perhaps the the other guys agree it because it flirts between the two genres. I think it doesn't settle in either well enough. You know, it it doesn't settle into the horror genre like say you know, other horror films that are on this list, like The Wicker Man, perhaps. Trick or Treat. Yeah. Chapter chapter one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all I mean to to sort of argue back for that, I think The Wicker Mm -hmm. Man is, is, is you could see it as a classic horror film, but it's, it's, no one finds that scary anymore. Trick or Treat has some horror elements to it, but isn't isn't very scary and, you could say that's a, a mashup of uh, soft porn as well, and then <laughs> with which is another trapping of horror <laughs> in, the pantheons, in the long pantheons of horror. Sexualization has been a major player in horror. Don't have sex is literally one of the rules. So, you know. That's <laughs> why the Wicker Man's so good because it subverts that with a man being killed. Well, I still feel like this is still, it, it's, it's a haunted house. People. It is it is a classic trope of the horror genre. Genre. Um, if we to go back to Victorian literature, um, mm. there are many books such as The Woman in White, where a spectre haunts a female around a house. And I think Alien draws upon this this sort of uh, legacy and puts it into space, and you know rejuvenates it for the new millennium. In space, no one can hear you scream. I'm so annoyed that you got to pick Alien before I did, not because I think. I wanted Alien, but because you've written so much about that bloody film. <laughs> <laughs> you've got so much ammunition. I, I'm actually going to back someone up a little bit here and say that I agree with the haunted house aspect because that's exactly how I see it. I totally that. agree with that. that well. And I also think they, there are elements of another, I guess, horror subgenre that I really, really love, which is slasher, in that it's picking off one by one and mm. upping the kills and why are you helping her chris what are because, you doing because she's already got the essay man <laughs> because it's alien man <laughs> i know it's that's the problem it is a classic film it is a like... classic film and i would say it's uh, for me it is i would say it's a horror film yes, i would say that it, <laughs> it's yes sci-fi horror and it blends those two genres and you can have multiple genres across film i do agree that certain aspects of the sci-fi get in the way of the horror sometimes and to your point about the reason for them stopping the ship and all that kind of stuff the bureaucracy behind it all the reasoning of all their uh you know the whaling corporation's reasoning kind of takes it away from those elements as well isn't isn't bureaucracy a horror bureaucracy is terrifying but i would actually say that that the the cold nature of that bureaucracy speaks to mankind's greed and uh that in itself is a horror like it's the horror of mankind maybe because that's too real for me (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 you're having the the flashbacks to your office you know other than (laughs) other than the trappings of the the haunted house styles 
my question again, it's, it's been the same for all, but w- w- is this objectively a Halloween horror movie? I would and argue is that yes. not the question? I would argue yes. I don't think a film needs to explicitly exist within the period of Halloween to become a Halloween movie. If you look at like what people dress up for Halloween, people dress up as all sorts of things and it doesn't necessarily have to be witches or wizards or or whatever. It can be the 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 idea of Halloween has expanded a lot and I would argue that I mean, I've seen people go for Halloween dressed as Predator, you know? I've seen people But not Alien. <laughs> I've seen Alien. I have seen it. I've I... seen Alien, but I was going to say, I saw somebody dressed up as a flip-flop. I, me and <laughs> that my is friend... the thing I saw. <laughs> me and so, my friends uh... once went as, I went as Willy Wonka, and they all went as Oompa Loompas. So that was... <laughs> I mean, in, in fairness, the last Halloween I dressed up as, I went as Pennywise. Did you? Yes! Oh. Skull, skull, oh. So... <laughs> oh, that adds an element now. Oh. <laughs> but then... Kate went as a witch, and I think the last, the next time after that, I went as Kirk, and there was arguably <laughs> Simone and I have actually planned to go as Alien and Predator. That is something we've actually. Who's going to be whom? I'll, I'll be, be Predator, Predator, and Simone will be Alien. No, what? no, no. I'll be Predator. You'll be Alien. Oh, okay. There you go. I'll, I'll do my hair in See, she can't even back her own movie by going cosplay <laughs> as it. So there we go. Case in point. Right, you two. I'm be trying to help you. Avoid, I'm going to avoid. Avoid. <laughs> You two be alien and predator. I'll be cocaine bear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll really find out what's going on. And I'll be victim number one through ten. <laughs> would you would you say though with with alien? Back to the question that Toby posed, and I think it's a very good question. And and we had it for the Wicker Man, um, and all of them. Would you put this on for a Halloween night to like have some laughs and drinks with your friends? Are you going to be like guys? Let's fucking watch some penis-shaped stuff and vaginas. <laughs> this is going to be a great time. And they think it's going to be trick or treat with the soft porn, but instead, yeah, boy, it's alien. I would say, with my full chest, yes. If I was throwing a Halloween watchathon or just having a watch party with one movie, I would definitely vote for Alien. It's scary. It's atmospheric. It. It's it gives you everything you need for a horror film, really, and Incredible. embodies the Halloween spirit. And then I play a quick game of Murder in the Dark. That's what I. Do. <laughs> That's a great game. That That's a yeah. great game. Yeah. But what is the spirit of Halloween? Uh, all things mysterious, dark, creepy, otherworldly. I think Halloween has has grown so much since pagan times so the history when wicker man was showing it <laughs> there mean, we go <laughs> it's grown so much from that and um i think we should we should allow for all forms of halloween experience if that's a sentence it is. you said it, <laughs> it is it is technically a sentence yeah <laughs> I oh. I think yeah I think Halloween is anything outside the norm and there are many interpretations of it as we've kind of gleaned from this you know you have your traditional Halloween you've got your custom traditions which uh, come through things like trick or treat which are equally valid and then you've got your straight up being scared having a just a fright night or anything that kind of goes for it so I think Halloween can be many things to many people I I would agree I would agree that all of these films in some form or a facet could be interpreted however you want in terms of Halloween-esque. But I think of the four, which of these four most clearly show the trappings of a traditional Halloween movie 
other than True Car Treat. I don't think there is one. It literally wears the trappings on its skin. To to bring us to bring us to to some because we're gonna have to vote on each other's, but what I I think if as our listeners, if there is a Halloween watchathon that you're doing, all four of these films as a night would be very good. Yes. I think if you watched all four on Halloween. You'd be messed up afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you would be fucking issues. Or if they've right got there. counterpoints, it'd be really interesting to see what they would put on their list. Hundred percent. Yeah, 100%, please. Yeah. We'd love because we we have honourable mentions, of course. But any of your choices or why ours are bad, you know, that would be quite funny. Tell me why. Yes, Wicker Man give them that terrifying. as well. <laughs> no, <don't> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, oh. Right, we do need to vote, so we're we're going to pause here, and then you're going to send me your votes, and we'll come back and we'll read out the results. Okay. Yeah, yeah. boy. Okay, so we're back. The votes are in. We have a winner. Oh. It's going to be me. So. So we'll do this oh. in reverse order. So the worst. Wor- well, not worst, but you know, <laughs> the lowest ranked argument. Okay. Leave <laughs> the loser. So, in fourth place, is the Wicker Man. No way! <laughs> yeah. No way! Oh man! Oh, that's two times in a row I've come fourth. Ah, oh, sorry, oh. sorry, Ian. It's fourth right. times the charm. Yeah, those poor Christians, yeah. huh? Those the poor Christians. Christians. Yeah. They're still scared. No They're one, still... <laughs> no one cares about your paganism. <laughs> yeah. The uh, well, the Christians do. The Christians yeah. do. <laughs> okay, right. Third place is trick or treat. No, you <laughs> traitors! <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay. This is, t- this is tight then. So, with a point separating the top two. Damn. In second place is it chapter one. Boo! She's done it again. Boo. The winner is Alien. Well done, Simone. Boo. Well done. I'd like to thank. I'm never going to recover professionally from this. <laughs> no, thank you, guys. Thank you. It was. I was winning until Ian cast his vote. I'll put it that way. And then put, put me out of the running. But um, well done, Simone. I think great arguments all around. Great films all around. I think we'd agree. It's been, um, it's been really fun debating this. We all came much mm. better prepared this time, at least. Which was... <laughs> yeah. I will say, like... But the result is I... the same. So what I've learned is, what's the fucking point? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't worry, Chris. You're number one loser. That's I all good. the best loser. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I get silver in a competition, I'm always like, I'm the number one loser. You and that's the, all yeah. that matters. Um, um, and then you and I are just bottom of the fucking barrel now, buddy. Well, it's twice. I mean, in a I'm, row. I'm better than you, so at least I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> it's twice in a row I've come last. I will say I feel this time I came better prepared. I picked a better film. I think we all like The Wicker Man at least. Like yeah, I was shocked I... when we did the Christmas one. How many of you don't like Jingle All the Way? <laughs> so I, I, I feel that at least I picked a film that we can all agree that to our listeners you should watch as well so you know i'll cry myself to sleep tonight knowing that <laughs> i feel that we should do a poll with this episode yes uh so listeners can uh 
help me regain this uh, <laughs> treachery from the lot of you. I, I agree. Or extend my win? No, 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 no. Just, we have Won't to have agree any more of that. next time Simone has to lose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Collusion. Collusion. Yeah, that's the yeah, key. Yeah. Ah, democracy, Whatever film democracy at work. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is exactly it. This is a reflection of democracy. <laughs> Before we sign off, obviously we did talk about maybe some honourable mentions. Ian, I will let you go first, same as you went first in the debate. Any honourable mentions of films you think other people should, outside of these four, obviously enjoy for Halloween that they should sit yeah. down and enjoy? I think so. Firstly, like I mentioned it, and it it was one that I was gonna pick. I even put it in our little group chat. We have a group chat, gang. Uh, but we, I was gonna say to switch to The Shining, but I ended up settling on The Wicker Man incorrectly. Clearly, um, I think The Shining's like probably one of the best films ever made. I know it's not a exact interpretation of the book, but I think what stanley kubrick achieves with the wicker man uh, the wicker man <laughs> with with um the shining it's over is... and you lost <laughs> i know okay i can't let it go so has the high ground <laughs> she has the high ground um she always has the high ground <laughs> yeah she always bloody has the high ground <laughs> um i think what he achieves with the shining is like a, a true testament of filmmaking i think it's just like unbelievably stunning its visuals are amazing it's truly atmospheric it fucks you up and i think another one a lesser known one keeping on my british film vibe i guess uh that i was trying to push i sounded very um boris johnson didn't i when i was going it's a british film it's british (laughs) (laughs) um but a really good one is peeping tom which came out in 1960 it's a very lesser known horror film um and it was ostracized at the time because it was incredibly violent um probably akin to you know the slasher films that came out in the like 90s and 80s and and if not more violent than them uh, and a lot of the film is from the perspective of the killer uh, which at the time was also very well was never done before that film you didn't have films that showed the perspective of a murderer i think now maybe we would see it similar to Saw and things like that and it definitely influenced those sort of films um but i think peeping tom is a kind of a forgotten like yeah. classic yeah. that was totally before its time and yeah. i i actually think that's a great film to yeah. watch at halloween along with some friends because it is actually a very fun yeah. film as well very slasher yeah. very like um scream you also mentioned don't look now earlier as well which i think is also good uh, yeah, yeah very good and it was the the b film actually was the wicker man which mm. i think i think a lot of people know the wicker man more now but don't look now is actually really good as well yeah, yeah. um really good film really good film cool i for myself, I I'm a big fan of the slasher genre. So obviously, your your screams, your Halloweens, all those yeah, kind of films. Yeah. Um, but if you're gonna go for something that's not, I guess, outside of those, you know, big names, we've got a film called Ready or Not, which has Samara. Yeah, Weaving, great movie. Which is a great, great heightened slasher film with, and like I say, Samara Weaving's really good in it. Yeah. It takes all these interesting twists and turns, and it's only in 90 minutes as well, but it's really fun, hour and a half. Um, also, in that same vein, you've got Happy Death Day, which is essentially yep, a, a, ground, a Groundhog Day, but she keeps getting killed over and over and over oh, again. Oh, yeah, that so is a good one, yeah. It is a good film. The second film, the sequel's okay. It's not as good, but the first film, I think, is yeah it's really really good and then if you want to go straight up you know more horror rather than that kind of comedy vibe as well which i think those two have then the spanish edition of wreck 
set in the oh, apartment yeah. building. Oh, is, that's so good. It's a fucking great film. That's it, such There a is a good remake of American version. Avoid it like the plague. Not, no, not Avoid good. It, not good. But wreck yeah, Spanish version. And terrible. What I would suggest mm. as well is obviously it's in Spanish. If you don't speak Spanish, do not put subtitles Learn on. Learn it. No, don't, don't, don't put subtitles on. Just watch it because it even it adds to the heightened thing. There's a story. No, uh, learn Spanish. Learn wow. It. <laughs> Interesting. Before I, when I lived in Spain, before I learned Spanish, I went to see Saw 2 with my friends and it was in Spanish with no subtitles. So I watched the whole of Saw 2, not having seen Saw 1 in Spanish, not knowing what the hell was going on. <laughs> it really added another element to the whole film for me because I was like, why is she falling in a pit of needles? I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> and I think it's the same with Wreck. If you don't, it, it's just one of the, it's just so well made. It's all set in this one apartment building with this, they're not zombies, but it's essentially, that's the genre of this outbreak. And it's, it's incredibly good. And it's all, it's like found camera, you know, point of view footage, Blair Witch style, but not shit, <laughs> essentially. Mm. Um, so those would be my recommendations. Uh, Toby, what about you? I mean, I'm in the same category as the slashes, you know, uh, particularly the first scream i think there's yeah. lots of elements of that that uh, take on the actual aspect of halloween itself and then you know john carpenter's original halloween is like the precursor mm-hmm. to all slashes yeah. that we know sort of today um i think if you took that out there's potentially sort of something in terms of maybe a british-led film would be well not british-led but british-made film would be sort of american werewolf in london Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah good great feature. great yeah, film, great film, really just psychedelic, film. just madness going on. Good body horror um, elements. Going yeah, on, yeah. And then another one that was sort of on the the tip of my tongue that I was going to pick was potentially the Blair Witch Project, kind of a a precursor to sort of the modern day mm. found footage. Um, the one that started it essentially. Yeah, mm. it was sort of the, mm. the precursor to how we all went through that 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 horrific phase of found footage films, and I'd mm-hmm. still say that this was the best of the lot um yeah uh you know the, the you've got the other classics i i was also umming and ahhing about the evil dead sort of keeping on the great sort of tongue-in-cheek yeah. sort yeah, of good. comedic good time sort of hot because there's that you've got the, the the classic like horror horror movies and then you've kind of got the the feel-good horror movies mm. that there's sort of the campness the horror sort of tongue-in-cheek side of things um and then one just sort of left field which i i always kind of watch with kate at halloween it's just hocus pocus oh i love that film. oh yeah i put a, a spell on you <laughs> and now time. you're mine yeah that's Great a good time. good time that's a good time good time sim if you're done polishing your crown do you want to give some <laughs> recommendations um, she'll never be done mate she'll can, never be done i can only uh think of one Ian. we were speaking about this yesterday but um mm. Shaun of the dead Oh, of course. Yeah. You know, but it's such just, a good film. I think that's a really good fun time to watch yeah. on Halloween, to be fair. And it has its moments as well of, you know, horror. I mean, when that guy gets ripped apart, that's yeah. fucking yeah. intense. Yeah. You know, if 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 it pleases the group, just as Swain only had the one. <laughs> uh, yeah, if it pleases the court. Um, I have an, one extra one that came to my mind. Um, I went to my letter. The court's not pleased, you can't say. Is it Wicker Man 2009? <laughs> <laughs> It's, I, I'm going to say very little about it. Um, so that's it. No, I'm joking. Um, it, it's a Japanese film called House. Um, it's directed I've by a guy called... It, yeah, mm. it's directed by a guy called Obayashi, uh, who is very like prolific in making Japanese cinema. And um, I really, I'm a big fan of Japanese films. And um, uh, obviously, Japanese horror is like quite iconic with, say, The Ring. 
but the the this house is so difficult to describe what it's like but it is truly horrifying like it is truly something from like your nightmares and that is exactly what the director was trying to do he was trying to create like a dreamscape realm sort of space and it is genuinely one of the most horrifying and disturbing things I've ever watched in my life. And I probably wouldn't watch it again, but it's definitely like a broadly amazing, like yeah. it's really good. So that's just like a bit more of an obscure one that I would probably recommend for I people to watch. Japanese horror is a good go to yeah. if you want, you know, messed up. <laughs> it's it's just genuinely one of the worst things yeah. I've ever watched in my life. Speaking but Shaun of the Dead, Shaun of the Dead's great. <laughs> Sean and Ted's great. Speaking of messed up, there's one one last film for those who are probably more of the gore fest types, because there's there's that particular genre that yeah. some sadists do enjoy. Is Terrifier Two? Oh, I'm avoiding that. It's I I difficult. I'm I have myself a little uh, quandary of the the, the gore fests now and again. I I did like the original Saw, but uh, I heard so many things about Terrifier Two. I had to watch it for myself. It's basically a two and a half hour snuff film. Jesus. Um, it's got some of the most prolific and gory scenes I've ever seen. And uh, like Ian was saying about this this house movie, it's one I've watched once and I don't think I'll be watching again. <laughs> so there you well, go. You've sold it to me. <laughs> so there you go. On that yeah. note, um, <laughs> thanks, guys. This, is, this has been really fun. Congratulations again, Simone. Well done. Mm-hmm. Two in a row. Boo, boo. We are... Uh- we are we are gunning for you now for the next of it. So yeah, I feel like I still feel, even though the Nolan off ended up in a nice sort of like shaking of hands. Most people I've spoken to have said that I was far more prepared. Than you Simone were very prepared. Yeah, I gave. That you've one ha- to you've you. ha- you've hated Nolan forever. Yeah, yeah. Since we've since I was born, I was yeah. like, I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> You've never even heard seen his films, I. <laughs> you can't battle that amount of hatred. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not fun anymore. Yeah. It goes from being fun to just like, oh god. I think I think it's the first thing you and I ever talked about was how much. You yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Um, well, we will be back at some point with another debate once we've decided what that will be about and. Yeah, I really enjoyed this one. Thanks, guys, for joining us. Uh, for joining me, rather, not us. You, you're here. Um, for joining me, <laughs> it's been really good. I've enjoyed watching all four of these films, I must say. Um, thank you, of course, to our wonderful listeners for sticking with us. If you have any you know, comments or opinions or other suggestions on the films we've spoken about or films for Halloween that people can enjoy, please let us know on either social media at the Phantom Zone Podcast on Instagram, or you can email us at thephantomzonepodcast at gmail.com. You can hear many more of our episodes on tons of other stuff, non-Halloween and Halloween related, uh, on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify. And yeah, until next time, goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.